Pinch punch, first of the month, friends and comrades, and wash your hands. It's Thursday, the 1st of October. Welcome to the Football Ramble. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Addie Russell. And I am Pete Donaldson. Tell you what, I know it's never been said before, but the games are coming thick and fast, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Do uh, EFL Cup games really count as games, though? If contests, do they count as contests? Well, it dep- I suppose it <laughs> depends on the outcome of the team sheet and indeed whether or not your side wins on penalties. Yes, uh, I think that is very much part of it. Although, uh, but part of it does feel a little bit as if we've become so used to football. <laughs> I mean, th- there's no real reason for having the EFL Cup in this season of all seasons. So, mm. well, apart from a financial one, I suppose, to do with TV rights. So it does make me think rather of Hugh Grant in About a Boy finding things to fill the time. Yeah. Like, like we need things to fill the time between actual matches. Yeah, I mean, Charlie made a very good point that like the BBC website uh, today, three fourth round ties tonight: Liverpool, Arsenal mm. again. Um, yeah, Tottenham, I've seen that. Spurs are playing in the Europa League. We've got, we've got Champions League group stage draw at four o'clock. It's just like the England squad announcement at two. I'm just, I'm dumped dark, my head. I mean, I mean, someone did suggest actually about Eric Dyer's dash to the toilet. It's because <laughs> Spurs had such a busy schedule. <laughs> he's not had time. time to have a shit between games. Nice, I like it. Very <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. Can you not go before we get on the coach? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, we're going to just con- keep relentlessly enjoying them though, aren't we guys? Because that is what we're for. Relentlessly. <laughs> relentlessly enjoying <laughs> Because <laughs> something that was relentless on the subject of, I guess, the England announcement, which is at two o'clock today, Gareth yes. Southgate, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin's performance against West Ham. Another little hat-trick, and a consecutive home hat-trick for it the is man. The most Replace re- Harry Kane, I say. Yes, it, well, it is the most relentless campaign for recognition since... Uh, Frank Ribery went on that big canvassing to get the Ballon d'Or in, in 2013. <laughs> like an Oscar uh, shout. Yeah, which was working really well until Cristiano Ronaldo scored that hat-trick in, in, in Sweden. But um, all respect to Calvert-Lewin, I mean... His, it, opener. It, it, His opener was like a deep tissue massage, wasn't it? it was that, <laughs> I, I felt reinvigorated, I felt relaxed, comforted by it. Wow. I expect that's how David Moyes was really at home. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. It's like, I can, I can see Allah doing that. <laughs> but but you know, it's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? it? It does come down to a degree to to coaching because mm. Allah is a really good quality forward who's not really quite fired for West Ham. Mm. An environment in which he's, thus far at least, been kind of set up to fail, really. Whereas how far... Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I'm not, not saying he hasn't put in an enormous amount of effort himself and he hasn't got an enormous amount of talent because he obviously has in both counts. Mm. But he's the one who's really benefited from Ancelotti, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got the bedrock of, I think we were talking before we came on here, he's, like, he's 23 and he's got like un, un, over 100 appearances for yeah. for Everton after he came back. Did he go to Northampton on, time, on, on loan, I think, before that? But he, he came back and obviously... Um, he he's had he's got that bedrock of of being a Premier League operator and and obviously Ancelotti's just converted converted him into like he plays like he hasn't got the weight of the world on his on yeah. his shoulders which I think he has been accused of in the in the past even though he was very very young. 
Yeah, there were some bloody girls in this one, weren't there? I think mm. a little honourable mention for Robert Snodgrass as well. Ultimately, not significant, but still a lovely girl from distance mm. and a nice assist for the third Calvert-Lewin one from Gilfie Sigerton as well. He he completely created that goal. It, it was so good. Even Ancelotti was doing keepy-ups on, on, the, on the sideline, I noticed. Um, and, but he did that thing where you do a couple of keepy-ups, you realise you're going to miscontrol it and you look like a fool, but that man is so money, he just caught it. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'll but finish the, doing my keepy-ups. The thing is, if he fumbles one of those and anyone takes the piss, I mean, you just turn around and go, yeah, whatever, I play for that Milan side. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, what can anyone possibly Kids these days, them? though, they have no respect, do Get they? on YouTube. <laughs> what are your FIFA stats like, Ancelotti? <laughs> Rubbish. Your pace is awful. But he's down with the kids, isn't he? Do you remember mm. when... Um, he had Cristiano Ronaldo at Real Madrid and one game really unexpectedly he did the Ronaldo celebration <laughs> on the touchline. And you're thinking a man who mainly communicates through his eyebrows yes. like Roger Moore yeah, yeah, yeah. doing something like that. It was just so out of the blue. It was amazing. There's a connection between this game and Cristiano Ronaldo. Was that? Yeah. I don't know if you'd like to hear a bit of Richard Jolly magic off the old Twitter. Love to. Donald Calvert-Lewin is the first player to score hat-tricks in consecutive home games on, under Carlo Ancelotti since Cristiano Ronaldo in 2014. James Rodriguez played in all four matches. That's a lot of qualifiers. Wow. Kind of, I love it! I don't, wow. I don't think it's worth a wow, Andy. I, I, oh, I can't no. be bothered with these, with these stats oh, where just like, where have you about. found that? I don't know what database you find it in. Oh, you're Give jealous. me a database of all you're the jealous. facts. Yes, I am jealous. I'm jealous that he found maybe, that. Maybe the wow is... Thank goodness I didn't have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the the outcome of that was, I don't know, actually. West Ham, what did we make of them? It's always two steps forward, five steps back <laughs> for West Ham this season. Yeah. It seems. It's like when you run full pelt into a glass door, basically, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, I've seen, it. A, I've seen a bird die from that. So, really? Yeah. It's very sad. If it was a hammer, it would Just, get right through. Yeah, but well, maybe. Yeah. It I, was flying across. Didn't know about the glass. No. Pfft, splat. I did, I did it once in a pub in York. <laughs> but you're still and with died. us. And died. <laughs> you died in a pub in York. You ran so fast into a glass door. <laughs> <laughs> what were you up to? What were you trying to get at? What were you trying to... <laughs> what was what, on the what, other side, what mate? agitated you so much? Were you, running, were you trying a to... A lovely um, cold Guinness. Eat and run. <laughs> Get, get, get your two curries for five quid in the Weatherspoons just leg it. <laughs> He's not answering, Pete. I think Shocking. you're onto something. Yeah, journalism that poorly paid. Well, we know it is, but yeah. still. Yeah, I think it was um, probably the smell of York's glorious hog roast oh. tempting me away from said establishment. Right. Okay, nice. Mm. So you're trying to get out or you're trying to get in? Out. Right. Uh, oh, you're fleeing the mm. scene. Yes. Got it, Hence. Paying, not paying. As, as <laughs> exactly. Well, West Ham are having terrible time this season. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right then. Well, this is all just preamble, to be honest, to the mm. delights of uh, Newport County against Newcastle. The main, the hog, the main hog roast. The main event, yeah. I mm. think. Um, I was I, amazed. I watched almost all of it. Did and you? I, and I and I'm sad about that, to be honest. <laughs> it was it was a, a pretty turgid affair. No, well, not really turgid. Newcastle had their chances in it and they didn't take them as is their want and has, has been their want for the last nine months, it seems. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, I very much enjoyed uh, Tristan Abraham's uh, opening goal. Gillespie just whoa, fuck, <laughs> shit, not played for a while. Ah! <laughs> Slightly greasy surface. Oh, God, it's in. Shit. 
People, people are saying he should have played uh, in front of Dubravka last season. It's like, what the... F- oh, <laughs> for, for, he um, obviously came from uh, Dundee uh, a little while ago and he's obviously, I think he's a 28 or 29. Is he, you know, he's, he's a, he should know better than that to be laying goals like that in. But Well, it was it was on the slate for a while that he was going to join, mm. wasn't it? And mm. it, it, it does feel like one of those things that happens when you know something's happening for a while <laughs> and all of a sudden it's there and it's like, what now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing shit. Oh, God. But uh, yeah, Steve Bruce, has been like before the match was like name checking their performance against Morecambe and stuff and you're like going if you're grabbing at these tendrils if you're grabbing at these kind of like straws you, you, your, your team is in disarray it's like when Newcastle approach football matches it, and, and, and it happened uh, against Brighton and it happened um, yesterday as well it looks like you know when you did the Crystal Mace was on in the 90s and the, and, the, and the you know the estate agent from like Filey would come in and go <laughs> go into a room and he go right it's, it's a mental game um, there's a picture of four knights and uh, each of them have got a different colour on their shield um um, and they're just casing and pacing, and that's what Newcastle are like in front of the in front of the back four or five. They're just like, it's, right? There's there's a goal. There's a, I can see a goal, and I need to get the ball in the goal. But nobody has any fucking clue how to do it. They just seem completely bereft of ideas. And and and, and Newcastle have just been like that all season. The, the the system that they're playing, like Steve Bruce has just not got them in any sort of situation where they 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 manage to get chances in front of goal. And wow, yeah, they just. Bereft. I, I'm going to stick up for Steve Bruce and I'm going to address this directly. Oh, like the rest to... of the bloody media <laughs> in Brucey's big greasy pocket <laughs> where he's had his stick big. Unbelievable. I, did, I was going to say I'm going to direct this just to Kate because I know you won't be having it. But you can't really slate him, can you, for, for showing like the respect, respect to prepare yeah. because you know if this was Pep Guardiola right. locking himself in his office like watching tapes of Mainz for three days before Bayern Munich play them at the Allianz Arena mm. everyone would go oh and that what is the genius. genius of Guardiola <laughs> so what yeah so you're they, profiling poor old Brucey what so he brought he brought a gunfight to he brought, brought a gunfight to a, to a knife fight not a gun to a knife fight Hang a gunfight to a gun, <laughs> knife fight he brought 11 guns to a knife to 11 knives Got and it. I'm bringing up knives again after Tuesday but um, yeah I mean that that's pretty much a Premier League team uh, going to that team and underwhelming it's it, it was a poor performance but the, the celebration from shelves <laughs> was worth it, no? It was a decent goal. It was, it was a, a very decent, decent goal. goal. you got to let him have that. Him giving the shush to nobody <laughs> or, the, or the few people he, he presumably really hear in the stand. <laughs> I think the thing about this from the, from the neutral perspective is, mm. so you go to Rodney Parade, you hope that there'll be some sort of an upset. You, you've seen it before. Andy was marvelling at the lovely grass in comparison mm. with normal. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the problem. Newcastle it was too got, good. Newcastle got there. They prepared for a tough mudder. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you're, you're, you're playing on what is essentially a snooker table. Yeah. They're like, well, we weren't ready for this. <laughs> but the thing is, you, there was no real jeopardy. I mean, obviously, I know there's cup sets are the watchword of, of mm. that ground. But um, I was going to say that's the reason why they chose that um, match for, 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 for broadcast. They're broadcasting yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't miss it. How did they select this? It's a, it's a complex algorithm, Pete. I don't yeah. really know. I'm um, not sure chosen for broadcast actually exists as a phase anymore. Just no. happening. No, yeah, exactly. Happening. But yeah. the thing is, you know, even if them being one up, um, right, what was it, into that kind of 82nd minute? Mm. Um, I don't know. I never. You never think that the little team is going to win. 
Really? Because all you have to do, particularly because there's no extra time at the moment, all you have to do is get to pens. Get to pens and yeah. I know people say pens are a lottery, but they're not a fucking lottery. If you've got, you know, up to a, a, a squad of 20, um, you know, Premier League players at your disposal, mm. you're going to get to, you know, Barry, seventh string in the Newport County 11 for penalty taking. Mm. He's going to be like, Oh, I haven't done this before. See, well, 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 done, well done, this is patronising what everyone's going to say. I, th- I thought you were going to say it's not a lottery when you make Joe Ellington yeah. second. Yeah, I, of course I can't yeah, explain. Did, yeah, how... did, you, did you spot the most expensive <laughs> footballer on the field? <laughs> I, what and he also, did. yeah, great point. It's not all about how much you cost. Jesus Christ, that was a poor penalty. <laughs> he he looked like before, he was playing on a pool table, just you, stroking the before ball. Before you went up, you just thought he's not going to score this, is he? He's... When the keep was doing stars, I was like, no. I'd news new. There's no new. way it's going yeah. in. Mm. So yeah, okay, that completely devalues my my uh, argument. But all I would say is, surely it's just a weight of numbers thing, isn't it? The quality and the people who've had that experience. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's obviously the case, and uh, obviously a Premier League or, or certainly a player that's on the, the the version of the Premier League will probably have a better time uh, uh, than 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 his uh, his 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 buddy, his his uh, opposing uh, goalkeeper in, in the in the other in the other net. Although they're in the same net when it comes to the penalty shootout, so it's not exactly. True. Explain that COVID. There was a lovely um, there was a lovely piece that you uh, retweeted um, Ben Fisher's piece about Mark O'Brien, the yes. the the the, the ex Newport captain. Like a pigskin valve put in him at like 16 and constantly being told that he wouldn't, you know, he probably would never play football again. And just the mental scars of having a, and, and physical scars of having a, a heart condition. It was, it was such a beautiful piece. About, about they've, a, they've had two players who've retired through heart conditions mm. uh, Newport mm. over the last, I guess, year. I mean, obviously he knew it was coming for a, a long time. And mm. the, the, the point that he made in that interview with, with, with Ben was that, he, everyone was saying, "Oh, you've retired at 27." Yeah. He was like, "Well, I, I was expecting to have to retire five years ago." Mm. He was really taking a flyer by having a professional career. But mm. Fraser Franks, he 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 retired as well after um, having a heart condition detected as as, as well. So that's a long shadow that kind of um, that kind of uh, uh, condition, doesn't it? Yeah, Newport seemed to be doing like pretty well in terms of aftercare. I mean, they've they've kept Mark O'Brien involved, mm. haven't they? I mean, he's been doing some video analysis and he was doing some video analysis in the build-up to mm. to those games. So that's that, that's good to see. And they were great at times. They were great, great at times against, against uh, Newcastle. Uh, so uh, I don't think Newcastle necessarily deserved to uh, to take that to penalties, but um, they, they had a lot of chances and they fluffed most of them. So um, Quarter-finals. Well yeah. Quarter-finals. It's big. It's, I mean, we all quarters. know it's big. Do, do you sense there's a bit of a sea change like th- this season maybe it's because the the bigger Carabao Cup games have, have been upon us more quickly and we've seen that this week we'll see it with Liverpool Newcastle mm. tonight we saw it with Spurs versus Liverpool, Chelsea Arsenal. and, and uh, Liverpool Arsenal thank you um, and you just get to this point and you think actually yeah let's motor and win it mm. like, like it's winnable it's yeah. a winnable yeah. target I, th- I think that's what um, Jules or Fish was pointing out yesterday yeah, we yeah. don't want too many people thinking that, because it's Spurs trophy this year. <laughs> I was outed as telling the WhatsApp group. I don't know if you heard Lee Hendry on comms, I think it was Lee, uh, when uh, John Joe Shelby hit that goal, he said, it's right in the stanchion. Right in the stanchion, yeah, you don't get to hear the word stanchion. You don't hear it enough, often, do you? Because no. I, no. I thought stanchions were I don't know if it was bit, true anyway. Is the stanchion, like the stanchion's the bit of behind the goal, isn't it? The, the, the bit that holds up the, the net. props the net yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But you don't really have them anymore, no, do you? No, I, don't, they're, they're I think it's an imaginary wires, stanchion. Yeah. yeah. Bring back the stanchions. 
Yeah, well, quite. I guess you're not allowed to have such a range of goal setups anymore. Oh, well, they all have to be the same kind. Oh, they all have to be post. Typical of this. Mm. Well, I, th- I think he's modern football. I think Lee's playing safe because you've had a lot of people saying top bins when yeah. it's kind of gone in the corner but hit the middle bit of the net, which is definitely not top, top bins. bins. Where did top bins come from? Is was it just the training technique of putting a bin <laughs> in the right hand corner, like on the, the soccer M? That's a good Sorry, question. I'm Pram. Oh my goodness! Is it, is <laughs> What's it the cultural? top bins? Where does top bins come from? I would sort of imagine it was that. Yeah, because because you say you you were in bins, weren't you? And Neville Southall was the bin man. So <laughs> it all works. Uh-huh. Um. So final score there. Newport one, Newcastle one. Yeah. Then we leave it at that. They went. They, off, they, they went, march on. Newcastle they march, march on, on decisively, competitively. <laughs> never in doubt. Never in doubt. Five four on pens. Thanks for your work, Sherlington. City won as well. Two, in fact, identical score lines away mm. for the next couple. The only other two that were played last night. Um, Burnley nil, City three, and Brighton nil, Manchester United three. Um, we're going to try and make these quite interesting, I think. So, well, the, look, the kits were good. Yeah. Burnley Peacock Farrell in the Burnley net looked like a young baby version of Elon Musk, which I very much enjoyed. <laughs> So look, uh, okay, and he had a busy he had a busy evening for himself. And, it, and maybe in the city game, it would be nice to talk about. Do you want to tell us a bit about Ruben Dias? Because your whole theory about him, about City, this whole time has been that their defence is shit, and now everyone else agrees. I, 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 yeah, I think that's everyone's theory, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. People would like to pay respect to Pep Guardiola's sides, and they don't want to constantly be saying things and then be proven wrong by big wins. But well, I guess the first point to make with Ruben Diaz is maybe you're sitting watching that on iFollow or similar service mm. at home and going, God's sake, the internet in England is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Get my agent on the phone. But I, I think you're looking at that thinking... Yeah, I'm glad I didn't make my debut at Burnley away. (laughs) Because the the, the bottom line is, if you're a defender coming into the Premier League, the likelihood is it's going to be quite difficult at the Mm. beginning. And especially, I think, for someone like Ruben Dias, who is used to being in a team that has the ball all the time, um, in a team that like attacks all the time that runs roughshod over over others over teams that don't really dare to attack them a, a, a lot of the time so he's I mean, coming from Benfica yeah yes. a, a, lo- a lot of people have asked if um, you know he's, he's good enough on the ball he's, he's way good enough on the ball because you have to be if you're playing for for Benfica and I, I suspect I feel he's kind of a happy hard halfway house between what Manchester City actually need and what Pep Guardiola traditionally likes mm. out of a defender. Hmm, because that seems good. We've, we've, talk, yeah. we've talked about it before, about how really he's kind of cut corners with defence. His idea of defence has been just keep possession. So that's why he's had so many midfielders in defence, like um, Mascherano, Yaya Toure, if we're going all the way back, Yosu mm. uh, Kimmich, uh, Fernandinho. But now... I think we've seen, especially with the way they got unseated in the in, in the Champions League, you know, were they going to win the Champions League without buying proper a, a, at least one proper defender? Uh, I, I think the answer is is, is probably no. Well, they spent nearly half a billion quid on defensive yeah, and, uh... and goalkeeping football. They, 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 they <laughs> have. Finding it hard to feel sympathy. For... <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just buying the wrong ones. They're running but, out of defenders, aren't they? Really to it, buy is is. It's a departure in the sort of defender they're buying because if mm. you look and they, they, I think I might have said this earlier in the week, but you know they went for um, originally uh, Jules Kunde, Jose Maria Jimenez, Kalidou Koulibaly, like mm. defenders who can pass but are 
proper defenders. They're not mm. midfielders playing in defence. They're they're people who relish the nuts and bolts of defending. Mm. And Ruben Dias is, is is like that because Benfica got knocked out of the Champions League in George Jesus's first game back, and they spent a load of cash. They're in a situation where they have to sell all of a sudden. So it's worked quite well for City. But he's someone who's a leader. He's great in the air. He relishes tackling. And those are all the sort of things that Guardiola at least is caricature to have scrimped on yeah. since he's since he's been in England. He doesn't so, look like a talker because he's the talker. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. But but you need someone sooner or later. It's all great, all very well and good getting players who are, you know, fit consistently with your philosophy. Mm. But sooner or later, you need someone outside the tent to provide something a little bit different that maybe you, you don't have. So I'm quite optimistic that that's what Ruben Diaz will provide. Mm. Having said that, kind of feel that City are in a state of flux and it's not like him fitting into a, a perfectly functioning team. It's not like him joining Liverpool, for mm. example. Though I suppose they will look at, say, the way that Van Dijk changed Liverpool and think that yeah. Ruben Dias will maybe be a, a step in that sort of direction. It's going to be a lot, a lot of focus on him. But I mean, I, I, I kind of wanted to ask you one particular question, uh, Andy. Obviously, you, you've been in European football for quite a long time uh, in the journalism game. You published your first book like 15, 16 years ago, something like mm. that. Um, you've spent decades now in European cities forging these kind of integral bonds with uh, European clubs like Benfica. And so, you know, you've got this unique understanding about how the Asagias operate effectively. And I ask God, you, this feels I, like I, a eulogy. Am I, I dying? You, I, ask you because <laughs> Sorry, you, I ask you because you are the preeminent expert on Portuguese football. Is Ruben Dias Portuguese for Robert Dias? <laughs> <laughs> Could he sell me a Brita filter? <laughs> Brazil was getting extremely worried as I was building up. I can see his face. What, what technical challenge is about to come but I am, I am, I am very sort of excited about what he can offer uh, Manchester City. He's a lovely sort of nasty bastard, isn't he? He's like a proper... Yeah, like, you want that. Yeah. Enjoyable, enjoyable. But he's but he's talking like held a, as a Christoval uh, was talking about at youth level in Benfica. You don't get the opportunity to be or become an excellent defender because they just absolutely steamroller teams. Yeah, that, that's absolutely know. right. It's a really good point because when he first came into the team at Benfica, he had to be given a little nudge. Like the coaches said, you can kick people as well. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's fine. And it's you saw game. that after his first couple of first team games. That bit of aggression, he just got like let off the leash, and mm. you know he's he'd never come back from that. Really, <laughs> <laughs> he's run into the forest. <laughs> the leash he's got, is a fox. Got, got his got his top off, <laughs> painted his face like Marlon Brando. Lovely, <laughs> lovely old job. There's been a lot of topless stuff going on in the football ramble studio this week. Anyway, um, all right, so we look forward to seeing how he develops. I spoke to some uh, Portuguese journalist about. Uh, Diaz coming over and whether or not he'd be able to settle in quickly and there was almost this like defensive pride about Portuguese football and like yes of course he bloody will stop asking these questions yeah he's going to be amazing immediately mm. I was like oh I, think I need to work on my interview technique <laughs> <laughs> um, I just asked for a thumbs up or a thumbs down <laughs> yeah, it's a yes or no question uh, yeah and uh, the last one uh, Manchester United as we say travelled to Brighton uh, changed things up a lot, both sides, uh, but the outcome was fundamentally the same. I wonder mm. how Siax Fart, the Ajax legend and the agent to Donny van der Beek. Not agent. 
very much not agent. Advisor. 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 Yeah, this, uh, there was a, right. a follow-up, like, you know, well, we respect. Yes. <laughs> Saxfarts, he is not the agent of Donny. So <laughs> I simply... Very happy. Guido Albers is the agent of Donny, and he very much appreciates... <laughs> he has a great relationship. This is a quote with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the club staff, and his new teammates. There has been no problem at all since his move from Ajax. A deal that I negotiated on his behalf. <laughs> Go away, you cranky old man. Even very if you've corporate. played more games for Ajax than anyone else in their history. A very corporate response, I think. It's, it's interesting, though, isn't it, to think that you know there there is some disquiet in his, his, his camp that he's not gone straight into the team. And yet I wonder if playing at Brighton in the EFL Cup, it seems more like a punishment rather than a promotion to the first team, doesn't it? It's like, like well, all right, well, we're, we're not playing. It down well, the rain, well play it? now. Yeah. Play now. See how you like that. Yeah. No one's going to hold an umbrella above you while you're playing, mate. <laughs> it's going to be you and Juan Mata. <laughs> Poor Juan Mata. Yeah. Love Juan Mata at Newcastle. Lovely free kick. You, oh, you yeah, were, not a bad signing. You, you, yeah. you, 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 it's you, not happened. No. <laughs> it's not happened. It's <laughs> yeah, happened in my head time. a few times. It happened in my head about five years ago. What is it? Wait, Three wait. days ago, four days ago. <laughs> what, what do you What do you do? Just like Brucey sits him down, goes, <laughs> "You can have half this steak, mate." <laughs> um, how do you feel about the winter up here? Thirty-eight <laughs> percent possession. What would, what would you say to what, me? What would you do with that? What would you do with that? I mean, I, 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 I've, I've said on this podcast for the last five years that I blum and love one man, and, and and I, I wish him the very best. But I think you said just before we came in, he's not up to the quality of Manchester United uh, in twenty twenty, or shouldn't be, so no. to speak. But like Joseph, Jose Mourinho seemed to just stalk him from club to club and just reduce yeah, his life life, life force, um, and he's just a shell of a player that, that, that he he started his career. Um, at, at Chelsea, uh, you know, all those years ago, I, I love one man. But he actually, yeah, with his with his play. with his goal, he actually um, had the chance to make. Uh, I think it was dunk uh, at the first opportunity. Took it, had a, had a dummy, and then and then not make him again for the goal. Yes! I was like, yes, one matter. Come, Come on, on. <laughs> rolling back the years. Ah, lovely stuff. All right. Well, that seems like a perfect moment to get to a break. I um, also want to send our con- the Football Rambles congratulations to FC Midgetland, Midgetland, who have got through to the Champions League group stages for the first time in their history. Good old them. Yeah. Be pleased. All right. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Ian Rush and you're listening to Football Ramble. Ian Rush. Whoa! I know, right? How'd you do that? We got. How do you do that? It's a deep fake. It's a deep fake. <laughs> Is it one of those? And we, and we went first with Ian Rush. How'd you do that? Please. What do you mean? We, oh, no, no, you just... We've been gone for 12 years, Kit. Oh, it's an old one, it's isn't it? It's an old it? one, mate, yes. I was like, you can't keep stalking no, people in these COVID times. I know. It's really naughty. I made, him, I made Ian Rush do it through the letterbox. Oh, no, not I'm Ian Rush. Again. <laughs> I listen to the football Easy. We don't want to get banned from things. <laughs> That'd be dreadful. Mm. Uh, well, that was nice. Welcome back. Yes, guys. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Pete and Andy and me in your ears at the moment with Ian Rush. Actually, he's gone. He's off. He's out there. And also you, dear listeners, because we're going to chat about what you've been telling us on Twitter, at Football Ramble, if you want to get in touch. After tales of that disallowed Richard Dunn screamer that nobody seemingly filmed, except they did film, and we found it, thanks to the wonder of Football Ramble Twitter, which I absolutely loved, uh, we asked you if there are any other amazing goals you've witnessed that never made the history books. 
Mm. So, Will Valelli says, lad at school was in goal, went to take a goal kick, swung his leg, missed the ball, backheeled it <laughs> to his own net. <laughs> Whole playground saw it. Lad denies it. What? Oh, that's a twist. There, there, there was a girl on, a, on one of our school sports days who set a record for the javelin, which was minus 0.75 metres huh. because she pulled the javelin back and then Oh, and just... jabbed it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Did you just say javved? Jabbed Jav- it. Jabbed it. Jabbed it or javved. Yeah, javved works, yeah. <laughs> New verb, that's what we need. That, that's a lovely one. Uh, Daniel Sawyer says, there was a goal that an Ipswich fullback scored against Wimbledon in the mid-90s where he seemed to go past everyone that I've never managed to find. Okay. Mm. Might need a bit more detail than that. Maybe Jamie Clapham. I want to say Jamie Clapham. Okay, in the, ni- although, in the mid-90s. This yeah, is. Although, well, that was very much a time when I was still going to see Wimbledon every week as, a, oh, as nice. a young person, or most weeks as a young person. But as everyone knows, all the greatest goals in Premier League history were scored against Wimbledon. Wimbledon, da- yeah. David Beckham, yes. Decanio, Tony Yaboa. <laughs> yeah. Tony Yaboa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're such a lucky club. Has anyone ever told you? <laughs> you have to be amazing to score past Wimbledon. Yeah, I think that might be what it is. I think that's the lesson. Is yeah. Was it Frank Yallop? Frank Yallop? <laughs> no one talks about Frank Yallop anymore. I miss him. We've got time. Watford's finest. Is that true? No, producer Charlie's saying, no, we no, don't. I'm no. sorry, we don't no have time. time. For <laughs> no time for big yellow. Sam Pinkham also on Twitter says, I went off with a knock on my Saturday match, went and sat in the car with pals for warmth. Very sensible. We watched our mate up front. He got a ball over the top and lobbed it over the keeper with pure composure. But the offside flag went up. We all pretended we didn't see him do it afterwards. <laughs> Very, Aww. very kind. I mean, we asked for like goals like that that everyone remembers, but nobody's. We talked about professional football, <laughs> not just what you did down the park. I'm not having this. I think it's nice that we're celebrating these things, especially I because agree. if you're listening, Sam Penchkins, mate, they did actually see it. They just lied to you. <laughs> that that will make his day. Mm. Yeah. I thought Sam was going to say, "I got in my car." And I drove the ball into the back of the net <laughs> with my ran, Ford Fiesta. Ran my friend over. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Um, so we've got an email here from Robert Scott as well. Not wanting to get mocked for suggesting how to fix the game. Huh. No, we're not talking mm. about Eastern European football this week. No I, I merely wanted to share a question and still get mocked somehow. We all used to go out of our houses back in the day and you had an awkward silence. One of my favourite football conversation starters was most underrated player for your club in the last 10 years. The time frame makes it trickier and gets more mm. eclectic answers. Mm. For me, Demba Barr, underrated striker who made Cissé look so much better than he was, sold the wrong one for way too little. Ooh, okay. I think they were bound by some sort of clause, weren't they? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm quickly syrup, going syrup to... Syrup clause. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm quickly going to guess the Ramblers' choices to see how close oh, I nice. get. Uh, Andy, anything I guess will be wrong here. I could go with the down the middle answer and it will be clearly wrong. So I'm just going to say Vinnie Jones and White Man to me. Pete, uh, Hannes Gutierrez, Shola isn't underrated. Right, okay. He says, uh, Kate Crouch, only because Dembele was the obvious choice to the point he's probably rated now. The Milner reversal, either that or Chadley, because he was always a decent player to watch before Pulis got him drunk and brought him to West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that famous story. Um, yeah. yeah. I suppose Crouch is underrated. I mean, 
It is actually a really good. It's a really good question. I think I could come. I mean, I could tell you about every Spurs player is underrated because you guys don't rate them highly enough. Personally. <laughs> but um, I mean, certainly Ben Davis at the moment, I feel as though he's been recently quite underrated and it's been a great servant for the club and is about to be kicked into touch mm. by old Regulon. Although having seen him play, I've, I quite enjoyed that. Scotty Parker for me as well. I don't think he got the plaudits he deserved. The little midfield I don't think he ever did. magnet. Got his, got his teeth knocked out for Newcastle once, I remember. And ah. just kept playing. Powerhouse. That's what he's wow. like. That's mm. what he's like. That's why we Is that why him. he's got such a perfect smile now? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a sort of young I left effect. my teeth in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would go for Kenny Cunningham okay. of Wimbledon, former Republic of Ireland international. Mm. Very, very reliable right back. But what they used to do is move him into midfield to man-mark superstar playmakers. I remember him marking, say, Georgie Kinkladze <laughs> out of the game. <laughs> Fantastic. Really? Yes, magic he was, that he was magic. Yeah. The um, I mean, are we saying that? It, I guess that's not last ten years, though, is it? Uh, obviously, um, <laughs> we're extending it slightly. Is, is that this supposed to be last? Oh yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah last ten years. years. Yeah, that's not last ten years. I thought that was another dig right. at his age. That's a bit unkind. So I was thinking like Antoine Sibierski. Remember when he came yeah. in and he was surprisingly decent? Yes, in our European adventures, <laughs> and uh, obviously Peter, 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 Peter Van Krantz. It was very good. So there you go. Kevin Nolan. Wait, look, all Newcastle, just all underrated players. Yeah. Newcastle <laughs> I think we all feel that. Fine. No, sorry. That's now you get to be an underrated player <laughs> by not doing anything. Fabrice <laughs> Pankrat. That's how you're being rated exactly as the level that you are, which is not all very right, good. Fair dues, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's hard to underrate players because there's no overrated ones at Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, certainly not Joe Linton. I thought you were about to tell me that Joe Linton was underrated. He's I was actually quite looking this forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> email in show at footballramble.com. Mm. Oh, I nearly said the old email address there, which shows you need to be on your haunches, ready for action. On your toes. Like Bielsa. Like, like Bielsa, mm. so that you don't get the email address wrong. But just make show. sure you're wearing comfortable trousers while you're doing it. Oh, gosh. What, with a wide. Otherwise, you might get like split in the gusset. Like, yeah, you don't want to go Village Boas, do you? No. Or Zidane. No. Or me, Zidane. actually, when uh, that free kick was scored in the World Cup semi-final. What did you do? Split my trousers. Which free Why kick? In the wall? I, I sort of did... Uh, <laughs> what are we talking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking men's. I, uh, I was celebrating with like something that looked a little bit like Cristiano Ronaldo celebration. Kieran Trippier. And my, Kieran Trippier, yeah. Right. And my... Um, back to front? Back of the oh. uh, split. Flush my ass to the whole bar. <laughs> you could have meant you could I have just like uh, scurry along a wall to get to the <laughs> What a weird celebration. <laughs> See, that didn't happen to Carlo Ancelotti when he did his impression of Ronaldo's. No. Yes. Thing. That would have been spectacular. He probably prepared it. I hadn't prepared it. It, it off. just was a see with the pants moment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's talk about um, Raphael, shall we? He's done a, a lovely little interview with The Athletic uh, where he talks. It's wide ranging, I think it's fair to say. Mm. And it's got a lot of swearing in it. And that's quite charming, I thought. It's like a kid who's just been allowed to swear or like a kid who's <laughs> rebelling against his yeah. uh, his parents. I, th- I think footballers kind of forget that they can swear in, in interviews. I think it's actually it, it, it's, it makes you a much more interesting character, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I, I think this... <laughs> I can't. What? No. What? 
<laughs> it does. It does. I just agreed with you for they're no human. reason. That they're just, they're, it brings back some kind of level of humanity. But they're swearing the whole time. Did you see Cal- Callum Wilson missed his goal last night and was like, I just went, fuck don't that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that. I mean, that is the perfect reaction to missing a fuck that. <laughs> fuck that thing that's just happened. <laughs> fuck it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening with crowd sound and you can still hear it. You can fully hear it. Yeah. Um, but the, actually the, the main fun thing from the Raphael interview was how much he hates Louis van Gaal. Yeah, didn't he say that like Louis van Gaal uh, hated Brazilians? He did say that. He said he didn't like the way they play. Right. Quirky. I thought he meant because he, you know, he testicles. Oh, testicles. And just, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, Maybe he just didn't like the way <laughs> he played. I mean, don't, don't you think the thing with Raphael and the thing about this interview mm. is... You don't always get it with players. In fact, you don't often get it with players. But he interviews exactly the same way as he plays. Mm. Like, I think I described it when we were talking about it earlier in the office as a very, very talented child. Mm. Yes. He's he's rarely played football like an adult. He's the loosest of loose cannons. Mm. Like, fans at all the clubs that he's played for love him. Well, obviously, that won't be the case at Bashak Shahir because they haven't got any fans. But (laughs) I, I think... You, you he's only played for him, four clubs, doesn't he? And it's just you know, you know, you just you just think, Listen. yeah, yeah, you just think, just keep keep alive that child childish part of your character. Mm. People always say that to you. And he's gone, yeah, all right, then. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just going to run around like a nutter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's ability there, but you know, he's sort of like one of those one of those people that like when he leaves your club, obviously he's just left left Leon. There it's a missed that, opportunity. There is that. Like, oh. Oh. <laughs> that was exhausting. Oh, the kids are back at school. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like when, you know, people are looking after other people's kids and you're thinking, oh, at least I can give them back at the end of the day. Yes. You know. uh, I like him because when he was scouted for Manchester United back in the day, what, like 2008, probably when he joined the club, um, the chief scout told Alex Ferguson that he and his brother, his twin brother, Fabio. Fabio. Uh, were like a pair of little whippets. Oh. Did he? Yeah. I, I remember hearing that in their early days at Manchester United, Fabio got married quite young. And what like, the only way the staff could tell them apart is that Fabio was That's wearing a wedding, wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> and they used, they used to swap in the changing room. We used to go to Rafael, like, wear this for a bit. There right, was definitely is... a case of mistaken identity in like a red card or a yellow card, I feel like, when they were both playing and it had to be redistributed afterwards. Just Charles and Zogby's driving test all over again. I'm not having this. <laughs> Terrible. Just fraud is what it is. Mark Morrison's community Mark service. Morrison's community service, yeah. <laughs> and oh. the other person he had a pop at, speaking of being a bit of a kid, in an interview was Alexis Sanchez. Mm. After Sanchez said the thing about he turned up and didn't, or wanted to go straight back to Arsenal. Um, Phil posted at the time it's a joke the guy came up after the first training session and said I want to move why do you want to move um, and then afterwards he said is it because he saw a ghost in the uh, in the changing room because he played so shit for Manchester United <laughs> <laughs> tell us what you so, really think <laughs> as one whippet having a go at a Labrador because he owns two yeah. Labradors yeah. yeah two labs versus two whippets who would who win would in a win? fight 
We are not in, we are not starting the Football Ramble official dog fighting <laughs> league. And the <laughs> um, but, but let's make it clear the Labradors would very much win. I was going to say, let's make it clear the Whippets would very much win. Really? Yeah, because they just fuck off, wouldn't they? They just run fast. They sleep fast. all the time. No, yeah, but they, but they run sl- fast for 20 minutes. That's not what the and league is about. What it's is it about? a pit where the dogs fight. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. We're not starting a dog fighting league. So we're, we're, Again. we're only doing that once the studio moves to East London, right? <laughs> Oh dear. You are the host, Kit. You have to move things along. When Pete starts talking about knives or dog fighting, I'm you still have to living move it along. I was actually thinking about Wimbledon dog track, which I used to be quite a fan of. Mm. I was thinking about NFL, a lot of NFL players like, like a bit of dog fighting, don't they? Do they? Yeah. Oh, a few no. of them have been caught doing that. Really? Awful. Why Awful would you bit. like dog fighting? I don't bloody know. Well, you brought it up, Pete. Fragile I think we should dig a bit further into male this. Male machismo that actually. just dictates that we have to do stupid shit all the time. <laughs> actually, we don't. Blame our dads for it. <laughs> don't have to dig into it. Uh, because what we're going to get to do before we go is go to the Faroe Islands, which I'm so happy about. Typical mm. Faroe's bias from Mason. I'm so <laughs> biased towards the Faroe Islands. In fact, the article in which uh, we've learned about these guys, the Faroe's champions, K. I Klagsvig, known as KI for short, although I don't know how you pronounce the I in Faroese. Mm. Um, yeah, they're taking on Dundalk from from Ireland for a place in the Europa League proper. Mm. Dundalk actually have reached the Europa League groups before, three years ago, I think. Uh, Faroe Islands ranked 107th in the world, but as we know, they've been doing a they've been having a bloody stormer in the Nations League. It's one of those places that you. Saw, it, I, I just don't understand why we never go there on holiday. Well, like really we, we just skip over yeah. and go to, to Iceland, Iceland, don't we? Yeah. Just sit in a geothermal power plant wastewater and go mm, rub it on our face. <laughs> Isn't this healthy? Um, why don't we? Why don't we go to the Faroe Islands? Yeah, it sounds bloody lovely. Well, you've got, if you want to go to the Faroe Islands, you've got to change in Denmark. It's like a seven-hour flight. It's ridiculous. Isn't that the thing? It's more difficult to get to. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. give us a direct uh, flight. I'd go. I'd, I'd have a peek. Yeah, or we could go on a boat. We could go on a boat from Aberdeen. I think I think the most likely thing to happen at the moment is a budget airline thinking, you know what we're lacking in this, in this time when air traffic is down 95%? Yeah. A direct flight to, to Torshavn. Stobart Air, call me. <laughs> Get me a charter flight, and, and that goes for all the airlines. Get me a charter flight to uh, to there, and I'll 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 get drunk for a weekend like I do everywhere else in Europe. <laughs> we'll, we'll just look back at this episode in years to come, and we'll think that's where the germ of Donaldson <laughs> Airways started. Oh. We're always talking about Ramble Airways, but yeah, <laughs> let's bring Donaldson. Let's do it. Let's do it. This seems like the perfect moment to launch an airline. I don't know about you yeah. guys, but no. in terms of business, that's like really well, there'll, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot of people flogging off airplanes, wouldn't there? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. We, we don't even need to bother with livery. Is it livery or livery? I always I think get it's confused. Livery. livery, right? Whoa! Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Dog fight! Dog fight! Dog fight! You've got to get that pronunciation right. It's going to be on my roaster. <laughs> Mic job. I'll be even more impressed if you can tell me who is the one Faroese player who has played in the Premier League. Ooh. A bloody Faroese player. I can hardly believe it. He's a goalkeeper. To be fair, he's only played 17 minutes back in 2010. Well, he's got to be a Spurs player, otherwise you wouldn't be putting it to us. No, he's not, oh. actually. No? No, I just, I dug around a bit because I'm such a fan. This was back when the Faroe Islands were winning games in right. the Nations League. Mm. Gunnar Nielsen, he played 17 minutes for Manchester City against Arsenal. Fair Interesting. Dude. In 2010, mm. also for Tramway Rovers. 
Uh, back in League One, obviously not so much in the Premier League. But yeah, so they've got they've got talent there. It's not just this is not just a fluke. They've this got is a talent foot, there. This is a footballing powerhouse. Get your scouts over. <laughs> yeah. But how? If, <laughs> but how? If, if Donald's and Denmark is not Faroe Air, presented by Kate Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, I don't really know why they don't just play for Denmark. But anyway, it's nice that we've got Faroe. I don't know why they don't just play for Jesus. Denmark. That's a can of worms we want yeah. to open. <laughs> As in, Start with France first. Rude. Team, team up. No. Make a little. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's exciting to see them. Good luck to these guys. Good luck also to. Well, there's loads of, as you referred to, Pete, there's tons of football going on tonight if you mm. want to watch it. Uh, it's Europa League qualifying night, if you like. Rangers and Celtic both playing. Celtic aware FK Sarajevo. Rangers host Galatasaray. AC Milan and Sporting Lisbon also up, Andy. Um, Big, big. Um, Spurs host Maccabee Haifa, in case you missed the fact that they're playing 500 times this week. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw, Chief Executive had to apologise after the Haifa defender, Mohamed Abufani, posted a short clip shouting, Harry Kane, shall I shout this? Harry Kane is on my cock! <laughs> wow! What, what did wow. he clip that? Out, out of break, clip that. Kit Mason. Harry Kane's on my cock. <laughs> what was it? What was his point exactly? Um, it was after. Ex- I think it was after. Excuse the <laughs> It's like it's like that video before the Champions League semi final in two thousand and four that one of the Monaco players did on their then quite grainy yeah. mobile phone, mm. and um, Patrice Evra before the away leg in uh, the, the second leg in uh, at Chelsea they're staying in this nice hotel and i think he's rooming with Jerome Rotten and he gets up Evra and um he uh he gets opens... up, he gets up Evra <laughs> <laughs> what a video <laughs> Evra opens the, uh, the the blinds the shutters yeah uh into this courtyard and he's just stripped to the waist and he goes Fuck you, Lampard! <laughs> yes, I remember that it, one. It, yeah, yeah that's, nice. that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I think in this case, he was flushed with success after qualifying for this game. So the point he was trying to make with artistic language mm. was that Harry Kane will be, I will be rogering Harry Kane yes. because I'm such a good footballer and right. Harry Kane. The point that he was making with basic <laughs> English was <laughs> the same as what he said um yes so what he's saying is that they're gonna take harry kane and co to the cleaners tonight mm. um we shall see basically plenty of other football to watch as well including uh the women's fa cup semi-final between city and arsenal they're gonna face Ar- uh, everton in the final we beat birmingham 3-0 so yes and also don't forget we'll be watching on as the faroe islanders come up against Dundalk can hardly wait guys mm. it's going to be a busy night yep which, it which is your pick of that absolute tumultuous choice of football probably Rangers versus Galatasaray it's going to be good alright no. and where can we see this I, th- I think you can only get it on Rangers TV you'll be able to get oh, it on some okay. d- dodgy betting channel naughty <laughs> we don't promote this stuff do we and Pete we do, you do I'm through the looking glass on this one <laughs> we've had fannies we've had cocks in the last five minutes I just want to get out of here <laughs> <laughs> All right, your wish is my command. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Marcus Lucan, Jim, on tomorrow. Catch you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.